Hey, Catalyst crew. Welcome to Catalyst Corner, episode 68. It's Thursday, so we've got Jim F0123Art on with us, and uh, yeah, let's get into it. How you doing, Jim? I'm doing okay. How are you doing? Uh, you know, every day is uh, a new adventure. Yeah, oh, absolutely it is. Tell you what happened today. Okay. Had some orders I had to drop off. Yeah. I With the orders, I try to either get them out real early or real late. Sure. You know, Makes just sense. because I don't, I don't like dealing with, yeah, especially the, the post and, office sure. gets busy. Right. Today, unfortunately, that, that uh, well, I, I, I got out about uh, noon. Okay. Which is later than I like to. And I get to the post office, right? And there's this girl outside of the post office, cigarette in her mouth. Which is a, against the law, but whatever. Sure. Crouched down, spread eagled. Okay. Yeah. Facing all the cars. Yeah. Right. As you would. Scratching her. Uh, scratching a, her. Scratching her area. Whoa. Okay. Like yeah. she's crouched down like a fucking catcher. Yeah. Nice. Like, wh- what? Nice. What are you doing? Purple yeah. and pink hair. Uh, well, of course. Yeah, you need it. Yeah. And I, I get out of the car, and I, I don't, I try not to look. Yeah, don't, don't make eye contact. Right, I don't want to engage. No. But there's a, you know, there's an old, you know, you, you start to, like, see people and everything mm-hmm. when you go. Everybody right. knows right. the deal. It's usually small business stuff. I look at this guy I've seen a few times. He's looking at me like, are you fucking seeing this shit? Right. And I'm thinking, like, I wouldn't even know where to begin. Yeah, no, you don't want to begin. You want no, to just I avoid know. at all costs. Well, it was in my fucking line yeah. of... Uh, yeah, it was in your vision. But can you, like, what's going on there? Yeah. Smoking a cigarette in front of a federal building. Yeah. Yeah. Just you That know. was today's fucking... Yeah. Summer. Yeah, summer. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? Anything going on? Ah, not much. Not yeah. much. Same old. I hear yeah. you. Um, have you seen anything? I have. Oh. So, excuse me. There was something I wanted to see for a long time. Okay, and it was a, it's it's part three of a trilogy. Oh my! And I could never find it. Okay, and it finally came out where I could see it. Okay. Little movie that you might have heard of called mm. The Omen. The Omen Part Three is that is Part Three the one with Sam Neill? It is the one with <laughs> the Sam Neill. Uh, the final conflict. The final conflict. So, let me tell you something. Yeah. So I so I I binge this obviously the the trilogy right because right. I again I haven't been able to find and part three in Omen so part long one, you know of course you know is, one of the ultimate classics of all time I would I would argue that Omen is is in a way scarier than Exorcist sure sure you could you could definitely make a case for that you know well at the end of the day like. Mm-hmm. Damien gets away, you right. know, and the exorcist is kind of up in the... I know right. we have two and three, but... But here's the thing. Yeah. Not only do I think that these this, this trilogy is one of the best horror movie trilogies ever... The second one is the weakest, though. Yeah, but I think it's one of the best trilogies ever made, period, yeah, of it's any. A, it's a solid... And, and, and the reason I say this is because this is one cohesive, you know, trilogy... Part one, two, and three is all a singular story yeah. that's being told. Nobody this steps is, on each other's toes. No, this is the, you know, Damien's birth, then his his teenage years where he, he, he finds out who he is and then 
you know, obviously starts to really turn. And then his adulthood leading to his his ultimate death, right? This was a trilogy that wasn't just in namesake of, well, it's three movies of the, you know. Like how The Exorcist Part 3 wasn't really The Exorcist. You know, Part 2 doesn't have, you know, like, you you can say a name and there's some cohesion or you talk little tidbits, but their own separate movies right yeah this is a singular story told over three parts three different directors too i think and it's just such a great trilogy i i mean if if yeah i look back fondly on part three yeah i I, mean i mean part two i i I mean part two is i think is is solid it may be the weaker of the three but i I remember as a kid Mm -hmm. with the decapitation scene in part sure scared the shit out of me yeah and it's just you know I just look at this and I'm like, this is the way a trilogy needs to be done. You are telling just one cohesive story over those three parts. Right. And it's like, but it's not like, you know, like say Texas Chainsaw Massacre, right? Where two really had almost nothing to do with part one. It was, I I love Texas Chainsaw Massacre part two, but it was like its own movie. Right. But you you know you can still say well this is the trilogy of of these right because there's three three movies right right but it's not really a trilogy this isn't when when you talk a trilogy this is an actual trilogy yeah there aren't there aren't too many I mean you know obviously Lord of the Rings sure Star Wars aside mm-hmm. right. right there aren't too too many trilogies that you can go yeah all three are pretty strong. Yeah, I mean, obviously, like, you look at Indiana Jones, right? Sure. But but 2 really was not—I mean, 2 was really a, a predecessor to Raiders of the Lost Ark in the timeline. Yeah, I think if you watch Indiana—if you watch 2, 1, and 3, it works better. Right. But there is—you know what I mean? There is not a this one singular story, so to speak, right? There are kind of individual stories that have elements that bring that tie it together right there's not an overarching plot right exactly right exactly that's my point M- and much this like a is... james bond kind sure. of film right Absolutely. like there's no overarching right plot they're they're almost sort of islands yeah that right and you know, you know they all kind of fit together right but you know they are no the separate. omen is cohesive yeah and so, How, what did you think of Sam Neill's performance? Because oh, that's thought, a young Sam yeah, Neill. I, I thought it was brilliant. You know, not I mean, using his accent either. No, no. I just thought that his performance, you know, standout performance. I yeah. mean, then you go back and obviously you look at things like Jurassic Park, right? Sure. And you say like, wow, this guy is, you know, he's an actor, yeah, right? He's, he's Alan Grant, right? But then you go back and watch this where he was an unknown and it's like, oh, yeah, you can you can definitely tell this guy knew what he was doing. Sam Neill has been in so many great. I mean, Event Horizon, Mm -hmm. terrifying film. Yeah. Um, I watched I watched him recently in Peaky Blinders. Mm -hmm. He's just a fucking great actor. Yeah. And again, he could be a villain or he can be the hero. You know what I mean? He can do it either way. He's he's great at both. You know, that's tricky to pull off. It sure is. It's hard to be able to play both. Yeah. So, I mean, again, to anybody... Where'd you li- catch it? Cinemax, of all places. Weird, man. Yeah. I didn't even know if Cinemax was Cinemax is like a single channel, and for whatever reason, they had all three Omen movies on that's demand. It. That's so all they're playing. That's all the they're playing, Omen and movies. that's all they need to play. Just <laughs> yeah, stay o- just stay open for business. With, Run the Omen. Yeah. 
But the remake th- didn't do well, though. The remake sucked. Yeah. It really did. I know suck. it did. I, the only thing they kind of got right was the "It's all for you, Damien" right. scene. Sure, but like, how do you fuck that up? Right, exactly. You know, that's but yeah, I easy. agree. I, I didn't yeah. care for the remake. No, but so, I mean, anybody that's listening, if you haven't watched all three. Omen, do yourself a favor. Yeah, Halloween's and coming that. up. Like, yeah. you know, grab some popcorn. Yeah. You know, it's going to start getting colder. Watch the watch the Omen. Yeah, will no, get you. Absolutely, watch it. This is again. This is a trilogy the way a trilogy is meant to be done properly. Well, I'm glad you got to catch it. I, I am too. I am yeah. absolutely. Final conflict is it, it's surprising how good it is for a part three. Right. You yeah, know? and you know we're talking; these are old movies, you know. Yeah, but I think a a lot of it is there. Are, there wasn't really studio interference. No, um, so that you're not getting a ton of executive notes, and and you know, like you said, the vision was kind of just there. Yeah, and the thing is, you have to. The, in order to understand it all, you have to watch the previous ones because they, you know. Things that happen in the previous movie are brought up in the next movie, and they and there's consequences and things that matter from movie to movie, and and that's again that's storytelling. That's the way. If you want to create a trilogy, that's the way to do it properly. But the thing I like about it is they don't browbeat it. No, they right? no, they I mean, certainly they, don't. They, they may touch upon what happened in previous mm-hmm. mo- movies, but they they under they they, they don't discount the audience's intelligence right right you know? and that's huge for me no absolutely so again that was that was a a, a joy to be able to sit down and so watch. that's that's got to be one of your top horror trilogies it, it absolutely is absolutely is rad what uh what did you catch so i i watched um i watched a film yeah uh indiana jones and the dial Oh, of destiny! You caught it finally. Yeah, huh? I, I got a, I got a screener, and I okay. I was like, all right, let me, uh, let me give it a go. Yeah, and the so let me give you my off the cuff, and then I'll get into okay. it a little bit. It was okay. Okay. It was okay. Sure. Right. The the train the the intro scene was mm-hmm. fucking awesome. I was getting chills because Good. it was. Indiana Jones. Sure, and that's he was young. pretty much what you hear he from was, everybody. He was, you know, the 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 facial shit needs some work. Yeah, the, uh, the AI and yeah. stuff. And it was weird that they didn't make his voice a little younger. Right. Yeah, you know? that was a thing that was off putting to most. But that was yeah. a bit, that was a bit odd. But once you get over that, mm-hmm. the whole fur like the the intro felt like another Indiana Jones nice. movie. Good. And then? I, I would say, I would say it's probably overall better than Crystal Skull. Oh, okay. I I know. Um, Phoebe Waller Bridge adds nothing to the film. Sure. I would classify her as vanilla pudding. Mm. Like she is the most bland, boring. She goes from unlikable mm-hmm. at the beginning yeah to her quote unquote you know watered down lukewarm hero's journey mm-hmm. of being vanilla pudding at the end oh so we went from like to me the watermark of of you know these the way that we're making movies now and, and tv the watermark of shitty protagonists is willow mm-hmm. with kit yeah and velma sure that that to me is like the worst it's ever been sure 
She's not there. Oh, okay. She's definitely not that awful. Oh, well, that's good. Now, now that being said, <clears throat> she doesn't belong in the film. Sure. It is insane that they didn't do short round. Right. Like if I, I'm telling you, there are moments in that movie where you're like, "Oh man, the nostalgia's hitting," mm-hmm. and and you start thinking like, "Oh, this this could have been great." And I think that's kind of what hurts the most. Yeah, is that it's not bad. It's not the like from what I had heard, it was like the worst send off ever. It's not. Yeah, it's definitely not. No, the send off. I mean, again, the send off wasn't. I don't think is good as the Crystal Skull send off at the end. I mean, obviously, um, the Last Crusade was the best send off. Maybe one of the best send offs of all movies. Oh, for sure. I thought the Crystal Skull send off was okay, but I think this one was okay as well. I mean, it it seemed like it had a happy, you know, somewhat yeah. happy ending. Yeah, it, it actually it it fit okay. Uh, there were just so many weird, like. Like I said, I don't think Phoebe Waller-Bridge's character needed to be in there. I don't right. think she she brought anything to it. And I'm not just saying her as an actress. I'm saying the written character. It's like what every time she was there, I was like, just go away so I can watch the Indiana right. Jones. And, shit. and what in, in you know, in, in with you saying that, it's odd because I mean the movie was designed to create a platform for her to then take over. See, it didn't feel that way. And that's odd that you say that. Now, again, I haven't seen the movie yet, so I'm only going by what you're saying. But I mean, if if you were making this movie designed to send off Harrison Ford's Indiana Jones and Phoebe well, Waller Bridge was to take over. I'm wondering if that's with all odd. the reshoots though. Like maybe that's how it was. Like for for an, I don't want to ruin it, right? But uh, at the climax of the film, right? Mm-hmm. Indy makes this decision that doesn't make. Oh, I, I know, I know all of. Yeah, I don't can... want to spoil it for the oh, audience. Oh, well, I, if I, they haven't seen it by now. Well, so when he go, <laughs> yeah, all right. You know all right. Well, spoilers for Dial of Destiny then. So when he go, they go back in time, right? Right, and they go back. You know, they overshoot. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the Nazi wanted to go to Nazi, right? And Mads is per- good. He yep. fits. He fits a fucking. Mm-hmm. Indiana Jones villain perfectly. Yep. Um, so they end up in Greece, ancient yep. Greece or whatever, mm-hmm. and it's the Battle of uh, Syracuse, and it's the Romans taking right. on the Greeks. And he's like, I, I want to stay. And it's like, what? Mm. What the fuck is that shit? Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. Right. You know? Um, not, not just because, like, you know, you could argue, like, you know, basically the whole thing was... Uh, his son enlisted, he died in the war, right. and it, it ended up splitting up him and Marion. Um, so he's like, oh, I got nothing to go back for, right? And I'm thinking like, yeah, but this is Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. Like, he knows he can't do that because it would fuck up the timeline. Right. Well, he can. He wanted to stay to be able to write the, the, the notes to people coming up of why there's a Nazi airplane in ancient Greece. Because right, there's but, an ancient airplane in ancient Greece uh, right, now that uh, right. they never so that talked was, about. That was all, like, yeah. Right, but there were just weird, there were so many weird things. At the beginning on the train scene, right? Mm-hmm. Mads gets hit in the, he's on the train, he's about to shoot Indy, and he gets hit in the face with a fucking lead pipe. Mm. They never explain why he's fine. Right. Like, what the fuck is that? Yeah, it, and you know, that's the whole thing. This was so poorly written. And and chopped together on the uh, on the cutting room floor because of how many reshoots and how many 
re-edits they had to do. You know, and they made this Frankenstein of a picture that absolutely made no sense. And then there were so many things that they forgot and left major plot holes that they never filled. Plot holes aside, though, my, my biggest critiques with the film are... I still, for the life of me, can't understand why Phoebe Waller-Bridge over Short Round. That, to me, is such well, a weird... Well, we know why, though. I mean, again, you know why, because know, it was the platform I to launch I know why, but what I'm saying is is that, as a fan, right, and you, well, know, sure, how, as a fan. you know how hard I come down on shit, mm-hmm. I watch this and I go, yeah, that was okay. It's a half an hour too long. Sure. And there is, there are some parts that are a bit like there's no built like we're just doing this now mm-hmm. things like that right overall though it felt it felt more like an indiana jones movie to me than than crystal skull did yeah and that's and hey that's and that's a fine opinion to have there's nothing wrong with that opinion it's just you know you you created a movie for a certain purpose and you failed that purpose oh for sure and, and i would even argue that it was really hard to get on board watching old indie at first. Mm-hmm. You do kind of come around to it. Sure. But I don't know. I mean, I w- I'll, I'll say this. I'll say this. Uh, you, you're, you're good with spoilers. Mm-hmm. At the end, right? Yeah. Miriam comes right. back. You knew that? Yes. That almost got me. Just yeah. because they do the exact same thing they did at the end of... Uh, uh, Crystal Skull. No, no. At the end of um, what the fuck is the first one? Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh yeah, yeah, they yeah. They do the th- the kissing thing, right? Right, right. Like right. it hurts here. Yeah, yeah. They yep. do that, and that got me because sure. it's just they're both great actors, you know. And and just accepting the story for what it was, they can convey the loss of a child and yeah. like everything they've been through. And it, it's, it's like it's a nice ending for. You know, yeah, but this gra- character. Listen, he grabs the hat at the end again. Of course he does. Right. And I thought that was awesome because she doesn't she doesn't even go for it. Right. So I was like, no no one grabs that hat but him. No. It, you know, again, this this movie failed miserably. It's gonna go down as one of the greatest bombs to ever be made. But Which is a shame because I don't think it's like I've seen the slate of Disney movies that have come out in the mm-hmm. past five years, this is one of the stronger ones. Yeah, but the problem is how much it costs to make. Right, I agree. I agree, and and I think a lot of the budget was definitely towards the CGI sure. because it looked Absolutely. it looked well, good. The budget was toward the CGI and the massive amount of reshoots which right. blew the budget right. up. But right. you know, and that's why it you know it's going to go down as a, as a massive bomb. But at the end of the day. The end scene with the two of them, and that's how it ends, fine, let it go now. Don't touch any more. We don't need any more Indiana Jones no, anything. and the thing is, is that if she leaves it alone now, mm-hmm. I'm fine including that in a five-picture tour. Sure. And look, I know what the deal was. Like, back in the 70s, they agreed with Paramount to do a five-picture deal, and that was like an ironclad contract, so they had to get it out. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't... Like, if they had went with the original idea of fucking phasing him out, mm-hmm. travesty. Right. But but the way they handled it was good, and it was good enough. Sure. 
So I was fine. I was actually pleasantly surprised. Good. Well, that's I was good going to hear. Going like I'm going to fucking hate yeah. this. I mean, again, she's not in it as much as you would think. Like it's it's mostly. Well, they they took a lot out. Right. I'm saying on though, it, on it, purpose. It's they mostly, took a lot out. It's mostly Indiana. There's a scene right, and then I'll I'll move, we can move on. Mm-hmm. There's a scene where it's Indiana Jones, right? Mm-hmm. Her. And she's a scumbag at the beginning. Like, right. you fucking hate her at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And Mads. Yeah. Right? And they're arguing. Mads and Indy are arguing over the dial. And she and it's it, it almost comes across as like, hey, guys, I'm here, too. Look at me. Right. Right? And I, and I thought in the moment of that scene, I was like, can you shut the fuck up so I can watch this Indiana Jones movie? Mm-hmm. Like, that was my thought. Right. Yeah. She does get more bearable as, as sort of time progresses. It's not an earned journey, though. Right. Like, nothing happens to her where she's like, oh, yeah, you know what? I don't want to be a dirtbag anymore. Mm -hmm. She just isn't. Right. So, like, her character development is garbage. Sure. She's vanilla pudding as an actress, and I don't buy her as an action star. Right. So those are my notes on her. Mm Mm-hmm. Looks have nothing to do with that, by the way. Nor should it ever. Harrison's old, but, you know, he plays indie. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, and... You get one more Indiana Jones out yeah, of them. I mean, hey, you know, what happened happened. It it's it's not gonna it's gonna go down as, you know, what it's gonna go down as, and it's gonna go down as a major disaster. Sure. But I, I think I think it'll be a lot like um the prequels though. Yeah, I do too. I think people will go back to it like, you know, in maybe ten years yeah. and go, Oh, you know what, this is actually a decent film. Yeah, I think that I think that when you know, some of this other periphery stuff goes away. Yeah, you can. You're gonna be able to watch it in a in a different light than the current social. What's going on is. Well, I think they did a good job of kind of dialing that back. Yeah, absolutely. So I I do think that it'll get a little bit more love down the road, but. You know, at the end of the day, the the finance is going to oh, still no, be I, the yeah. financials. I mean, like as far as finances go, it's a failure. Right. But I, you know what? I wouldn't go so far to to I when it comes on streaming, watch it. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't pay money to watch. Sure. It. Yeah. But it it was more enjoy. I honestly was surprised that I liked it as much as I did. Wow. That's hey, that's Which, good. It's then you know it's uh, worth giving a shot. Then. For sure. It, yeah. It, it's probably. Like it for me, it would probably go like Raiders is the best, right? Sure. Then maybe three, Last Crusade, maybe I say, because mm-hmm. you got Sean Connery. Yeah. Then Temple of Doom, right? Which I I love Temple of oh, Doom. Oh, me too. Uh, then I would say this, and then Crystal Skull is probably my least favorite. Okay. Because again, the aliens don't really do it. it. Doesn't to me, it doesn't really belong. Yeah. It. At the end of the day, it's because he's always about history, right? You know, but it's it's one, three, two, and you could put four and five in whatever place you want to put them, but it's one, three, and two. Yeah, that's, I agree. That's you know, that's now that being non-debatable. Said, I would have watched a whole fucking like the train thing. Mm-hmm. I would have watched a whole movie like that. Sure, even though the AI is a little jarring at yeah. times. I'm like, this feels like... Yeah, I bet you most people would have rather felt, been that. It felt like another Indiana Jones movie. Mm-hmm. It was crazy. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sure a lot of people would agree that they would have been all on board with just that type of movie. There were there were really good elements. Um, John Rhys Davis popped up. He's great, mm-hmm. you know, and he was great in it. Good sure. comic relief. Right. And, 
you know, there was a lot of fan service. And, and every time I kind of felt like, you know, okay, maybe, maybe now we're going in the right direction. Mm -hmm. They, they would just make weird, you know, turns. And, and so that, that's my, probably my biggest critique on it, you know? Yeah. So not as bad, uh, not as bad as I had expected. Good. Good to hear. So, um, let's talk a little bit about comics briefly. Absolutely. Love to. So I, I've told you in the past that my, uh, one of the one of the people that I would love to be able to emulate on a smaller scale is uh, McFarland. Sure, he's of course he is. I just love his mentality. Right. I love his his philosophy. Mm-hmm. You know, if you can't do it as good as I want you to, I'll do it myself. Right, right. That yeah. co- that goes for comics. Yeah, that goes for that everything. Goes for toys. Right, everything that he touches. Right. That's his philosophy. And he's he's willing to share the. You know, he's like, if you can do it to my specs have it right but he has you know high standards and he doesn't want to compromise on quality no absolutely that, that to me as an right, artist is the biggest right because at the end of the day mcfarland cares about the consumer and he's not going to give the consumer no but even what if he you what he feels to, below what is deserved if you listen to the way he talks about money it this is definitely not a money game for him no no it's really not it's pushing his art and products first and the money is the only reason the money's even in the picture is because it's with the money it's easier to push. Well, I think that I think that when he originally you know broke from Marvel to start Image, it was about the money in the fact that he didn't feel that he was being compensated to the level of what he was producing. No, I you agree. Know, fairly I compensated. Agree. I, I'm saying Todd now. No, so, but my point is that I think that Todd in his mind was if we do it, it you know. If I get or do it on my terms, the money will come. Right, because, money's a byproduct. Right, because I know that what I'm what I'm producing is going to warrant the money, and better to come to me than give it to a corporation. And you know, again, he was right. He bettered himself, and he was correct. And now, correct. It's not about the money. He's got plenty of it, more than he would ever know what to do with. Right. But now it's about he doesn't it's the quality of the work and whatever he's touching that matters. And that to me is is rare, especially for someone that's created an empire as big as he has Mm -hmm. to say, like, look, if the money comes in, great. Right. But I care more about quality products, quality art. Right. Because, again, he could put out he could put out inferior things, but his ride on his name. Right. And, And and he would still make the money. But that's not what he's going to allow himself to do. No, he never wants people to go, oh, man, McFarlane really, you know, remember back in the day? Right. No. Exactly. So, nope. anyway, so that, you know, anytime any documentaries with him pop mm-hmm. up, I love watching them because sure. he's such a fascinating creature. He sure is. Uh, and so one came on the other day about Rob Liefeld. Okay. Uh, creator of Deadpool. Yeah. It's probably his biggest claim to sure. fame, I would say. Absolutely. But he was kind of a superstar in mm-hmm. the 90s, you know? Yeah. Um, and I just, you know, the documentary was very interesting. It kind of walked through, none of the artists consider him an artist. No. Rob Liefeld is somebody that can kind of draw. Yeah, but, but Todd McFarlane would say he can kind of draw. Right. Well, yeah, but that's... 
him saying that. That's not what the industry right. feels. I think his. I think he's comparing himself to like a Jim Lee who has like perfect anatomy and and, right. and like things like that. Right. But the thing that's the thing that made Liefeld, you know, stand out was because yes, the anatomy was off, crazy, off. crazy off, but. Everything was mo- was moving. It was fluid. There yeah, was his, motion. His, he was so stylistic. It was dynamic. And, and you looked at that and people were like, I can forgive the anatomy because that's just cool. He drew yeah, cool. He did draw cool. Right. And, and that's it. On top of that, right, he had enough sense to kind of do the circuit, mm-hmm. be a personality. He was yeah. a young kid. Yep. He was exploding in the comic world. You know, I, I think his biggest misstep was to, instead of looking at McFarlane like a mentor, mm-hmm. he looked at him like a rival. Yeah, which is odd. Which is very odd. Yeah. Because ultimately it ended up souring their relationship for many years. Right. Um, and and Liefeld obviously fell off, you know, the earth for a while. Mm-hmm. But he's, you know, he seems like he's yeah, back now. he's back now. in Marvel and he's doing Deadpool and he's doing good. You know, yeah, but I just it was just really interesting to kind of see those early days when they were just yeah. kids, right? And, and what really struck me was McFarlane had the vision, knew it was going to work from the beginning, right? He is such an interesting guy, yeah. And the thing is, you know, it, it didn't hurt the talent he surrounded himself with. I mean, no, you had was, the biggest I, in the industry oh with God. you. I mean, you had Jim Lee, yep. you had Mark Silvestri, yeah, you had Rob Liefeld. Who you know, and then you had Eric Larson, who was yep. coming off a massive Spider-Man run, right? Oh, so the, these were the you biggest had, names right, in the industry. You had the top talent around you. That, that to me, right? Like hearing the story, and then they formed Image. Mm-hmm. It, I couldn't even imagine like what the the Marvel exec like Marvel and DC executives must have been shitting themselves. Sure, and they tried to take them down, but there was so much raw talent. Yeah, you well, couldn't. you know, the thing is. The the thing that the thing that Marvel in DC, um, in, in what ultimately bit them in the ass is because they didn't think that they could have the business side of things down. Right? Sure, they knew that they could make art, but they didn't know that they could be the businessmen and actually create a company that would be successful to produce. And, and, you know, they had their issues. There was, you know, they had a lot of trouble with getting comics out on time for the beginning. You know what I mean? And, and there were struggles. It, it wasn't, you know, it's, just it, an easy listen, path. But it's hard for an artist's need. I don't care who you are. If you if you go creative route, you need someone who can give you deadlines because right. you will miss them. Right. And that was one of the biggest problems that they were facing, you know. But at the end of the day they they did the business end that Marvel and DC scoffed at that didn't believe that they could do it well and, that was that was all right McFarlane. and that's all McFarlane he he but understood he, he the business and figured it. it out he said I knew that I had to speak the business language right I had to learn business to be able to do what I wanted to do and mm-hmm. I'm like this guy is a ge- he he really is a genius yeah he is you know I know we throw that term around a lot. But if you really just look at just the way he talks, his philosophy, what he's built, he is truly a genius. Yeah. He no, absolutely he is. So that was that was rad. That was an awesome yeah. documentary. It's just like Rob Liefeld it was called yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Uh it's on YouTube. Yeah. You know, if you got if you guys yeah, want to check it out. Yeah, definitely check that out. Um 
but yeah, I, I think you know, I think moving forward with the cast, I want to, I want to structure it a little sure. bit. Sure. I want to talk about some comics, some yeah. movies, and yeah. let's get into Sounds some. Uh, let's get into some some uh, some news. Okay. I suppose. What do you got for me? Well, you want to talk Blue Beetle? Yeah, let's. St- I guess we'll start. You want to with- start there? Yeah, yeah. Hit me with some. So it so came out. Obviously, right? we know it came out and it flopped. So, I mean, yeah, the worst me, opening of any. Let me let before you get into it. Mm-hmm. Let me say a couple of things that okay. I've heard though. I've heard it's cookie cutter superhero. Yes. To to like a fault. Mm-hmm. And it's frustrating because there are there are points where it could have been great. Sure. And you know, again, put aside. I, I want to put aside. Obviously, the message and all that stuff, right? Whatever. I'm, I don't want to go into that. You know, obviously, you know, the, 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 you had the same thing where the, uh, the director is coming out and attacking the fans. You know, if you don't go support this, you know, yeah, even, you're a even, racist. Even the lead that, actor said that, you know, the reason Blue Beetle flopped was because of racism. And it's like, or audiences are tired of you guys yeah. phoning it in right and you know now dc is coming out with well the hurricane and it's like stop it, it none of that had anything to do with this being a flop it's a flop because well the nice thing is that we still have the strike going on mm-hmm. so so you know it's just it's just few and far between sound clips right you know instead of being this barrage of it's your fault this failed you know, mm-hmm. it, it's a lot less intense. Right. You know, and the thing is, you know, what, whatever reason it is, it is. Right. And it flopped because it's a it's a C tier character. Well, I don't I, I wouldn't even say it's a C tier character. Blue- I'm thinking like a D or, a, you know, if, if you were talking Ted Cord, Blue Beetle. Yeah. But Jaime Reyes is not I, a C list yeah, character. But here's the thing is Jaime is kind of, you know, he's kind of the guy now. No, he he is, and he has been for a while. Right. But I just don't think there's enough people outside that that know comics know who this character is. Right. Whether but it, I, whether it's Jaime or say, Ted Cord. Right. I would say Blue Beetle, whoever whoever the human is, right, is you know D plus C minus. Right. And that's what I'm saying. So it, so you have a character that's not. No, you haven't. You have a, a character that's not gonna draw in. The people that don't know comics, it's it's not going to draw them in because they've never heard of this right. character before. There's mean, no appeal. Marvel poisoned the well, mm-hmm. and and like it or not, DC is is kind of you know the fate of DC is is linked to Marvel. Right. So if the well is poisoned for Marvel, mm-hmm. no, uh, like people that aren't in the know are going. I don't care that it's DC, it's superheroes. Right, exactly. And you know, and again, everybody's gonna talk about the fatigue, whether it's real or not. I don't think it's real. I think it's No, I don't think I think so it's either. fatigue uh for bad storytelling and phoning it in. Yeah. I think that's where the fatigue yeah, is. Yeah, and characters that you're unfamiliar with that you're not going to pay money to go see because there's no one that you, you don't have any emotional attachment to well, these Marvel, characters. Marvel's in a corner right now. Mm-hmm. But let me ask you this question though. Sure. Based upon that, based upon this movie being what the like the fifth flop in a row for DC. Yeah, it's right? bad. Good or bad for James Gunn? Good. And I and I say it's good as well because well it's a lot of pressure. Mm-hmm. 
For sure. Because yep. I mean, like, you have to make a good one. Right. You get you get one shot. Right. But the 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 powers that be right now have nothing to do with these movies. You know, Zaslov, as crazy as that guy is, these aren't movies that were under their watch, right? So these are movies that were from their predecessor. Okay, so they're well, not. You know what's concerning though is that he loved the Flash. Sure, and and a lot of people don't mind the movie itself, but. I still think that the Ezra Miller factor played into that being a flop. I do think that people boycotted because of so I, they. I, the- I think I think it was partly Ezra Miller, partly because it kept getting pushed, which yeah. uh, you know a lot of that was on him, mm-hmm. them, and and I I think also finding out that it leads to nowhere. Right. But see, here's, and, and, and so here's why I think it's good for James Gunn that these movies are failing. Yeah, because this is the last one, right? No, there's Aquaman 2 that still has to come out <laughs> by the end of the year. Oh, my God. Which is going to massively flop because of the Amber Heard issue, which I think people are going to boycott the movie because of that. Oh, yeah, and she's she's back at it, you know? Yeah, and, you know, but here's the thing. Yeah. If these movies were successful... Yeah then James Gunn now has to do something with these properties and carry on the Zack Snyder DCEU, right. which of which he, he doesn't want to do. No, he, I, he wants I, this I to think, die. I think it needs to be a full... Look, as upset as I was that Cavill got the boot, I think they did him dirty. Sure. But I think that the right play is to probably keep Batman and Joker in their own little elsewhere mm-hmm. universes and then scorch the earth. Yeah, and I totally agree. So as much as as much as James Gunn is coming out and promoting the hell out of these things and talking well, about the, how he's great a, he's they a are, he has to. Right. It, I think that in I think though in private he wants these things to fail and fail miserably. Probably. So he doesn't have to touch any of these things. He can say I don't want this actor or I don't you know I don't want to carry on this story I want to as you said scorch the earth I want to create completely I don't want any attachment to Zack Snyder's DCEU I want it to be completely my own the only thing that's going to have any attachment will probably be the Suicide Squad that he directed sure but that's that's so loose I mean that's that's such a exactly and I think what's interesting is they probably can't nail down Patterson. Cause, no. Because if it was me, with the success of Batman, I mean, the Batman is basically year one. Mm-hmm. You're doing a Superman year one. Sure. Right? Or whatever it's going to be. It's mm-hmm. young Superman. He's right. young. Right. I'm on... That, to me, is so much more refreshing right. than doing just the fucking origin story yeah. time and time again. I would much rather see the Batman and then watch how he evolves instead of getting like a Tim Burton, Michael Keaton, who's already formed mm-hmm. when we need him. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think that I think that you do the origin story for characters who you don't know, and then the characters that you do know... They, they're there, and there's plenty of other movies you can go and watch or comics you can go and read to find out the origin story if you absolutely need to. Yeah, but the genius of the Batman is is that it's it, it feels like an origin story, mm-hmm. but it's not. Right. No, exactly. He's already in play. Right. 
but he's young. It's young enough. Yeah, he's and, green yeah. enough. And I think that, and I, I want you know my my hope is that I want people to give James Gunn's DCU a fair chance and not look upon these massive flops as anything to because he has nothing to do with these movies whatsoever other than forcing to be out there promoting them he has nothing to do with them so you know he's going to take it lighter though sure oh, and, of course and i think from as long as he keeps batman gritty you like you can argue that the snyderverse everyone was grit right and to me that doesn't i like batman dark as he can be mm-hmm. but everybody else has to be their own yeah but personality but, but take like take like peacemaker right yeah he was funny but he was killing people left and right Right, like that to me is the perfect sort of uh uh gun verse right so you can as long i mean again don't make everybody quip don't be marvel don't no. make everybody have you to tell have, jokes look, you can have superman tell dad jokes sure right because that's who he is he's the boy scout who tells the cheesy fucking Mm -hmm. jokes you can have him do that yep i don't want you to have aquaman do that no no aquaman is a completely different character than superman to what you know uh batman is to what the flash is again cyborg if you're don't i I don't want cyborg brooding no like he's not that yeah he's not that guy he's a kid he's a kid yeah, he had a tragedy, but he's having fun with, you know, what happened to him. He's taking it in stride right. and, and, and enjoying the superhero life. He's not a he's not sitting there in a dark corner, brooding. you know, brooding. That's not who that character is. And every character was like that with Snyder. I don't think Gunn is going to do anything like that. I think he's going to give them all distinct personalities that's that's my biggest hope for all of this mm-hmm. is Me that too. I, I really want them to have their own flavors mm-hmm. because honestly i i would argue that before marvel took its nosedive each character felt different yeah they sure did iron man's movies were different than thor mm-hmm. you know the hulk movies were what they were but they were yeah. different but captain america was different. you know like like superman right he was you know, had the moral compass, right. didn't swear, right. you know what I mean? Like, he was so different than what Tony Stark is. But the reason it works so well is because because everyone was so different, when you mash them all together, there, there were humorous situations that happened as a result. Right, and, and... And it felt organic. Yeah, and when they had their, when they had their differences... They were. You could see where they were coming from. Different ideologies, right? You, you because you grew up watching the differences of of the characters. So when they when they opposed each other, you know why. It's not like oh, we're the same exact character. So why would we be arguing? We 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 do the exact same thing. Now, no, I, you could I see will the say, differences. I will say in the Snyder Cut, mm-hmm. they felt. Better. Sure, they were better than Justice League by oh, Whedon, the, for sure. Whedon's cut, they was hated, terrible. and they hated each other. Yeah. It was weird. Yeah, very weird. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I think I think Gunn has his work cut out for him. Oh, I do too, but I just hope that everybody gives him a fair chance to do his own thing. Oh, I, and I not, will, for sure. Yeah, and just not lump these movies in because he's got nothing. These movies are not anything to do with him or his vision. As far as I'm concerned, he hasn't put out 
a bad one. No, not yet. You know, I used to say that about Taika, but I, the last Thor sucked. Yeah, it was terrible. But, so, you know, you know. But the other thing I wanted to talk about was a rumor that I heard. Mm. Now, again, I'm not there, so I can't say for sure right. that this, this is, is unverified. True. Take this with a grain yeah. of salt. But a rumor that I heard from coming from what the writers are demanding to end the writer's strike, which has gone on well over 100 days now. So it surpassed the one that we previously had. Right. And it doesn't look like this one is ending anytime soon. Well, it's not in the executive's best interest no, to end it. it. No, it isn't. And, and again, I want to preface this by saying we are certainly not on the side of corporations by any means. No. They should be paying... A very fair wage, yeah, we if need not to, more. We, we need to, enough is enough. we got right. to close the wealth gap. Absolutely. But that being said, yeah. you know, I can't get on board with what the writers are asking well, if these the, rumors the, are true. What's the rumor? So let me give you the list. Yeah. Okay. So one is that the corporations can no longer further merge. We can no longer have corporations buying other corporations. Oh, I, I want that so bad. I think it has been poison for creativity right but you're never going to get them to agree that they can't expand their business from an ideological standpoint i'm with them 100 percent. with my feet on the ground boots in reality that will never happen no of course it won't and so asking corporations to do that you're not good for them for making the ask sure i mean again i understand because you're saying well the, the the less there are the less work there is well we were not even that we were talking about this the other day is that because disney owns all of our childhood ips and they have a very strong message that they like to push Mm -hmm. all of our childhood ips blend together right and it 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 hurts the medium yeah and i and so i again i agree in principle right ideologically it's awesome yes i agree Evil corporations are going to evil corporate, though. Mm-hmm. So one of the other ones is they want they want guaranteed residuals on the back end, regardless of performance. Nah, that's messed up. That you, what, what does that even fucking mean? Yeah, they they want they want to have a pers- you know they're going to get paid up front and on the back end with guaranteed money. So just regardless to, just of how it clear, performs on the streaming service, I think they deserve way more. For residuals, sure, based on how it performs, right on performance. I think that there should be a, a very high residual guarantee percentage, and then that, based on the performance, is how you calculate how much you get. Right. That's that, the, that's the only way that they can do it fairly. Is right based on views. If you're doing streaming, or if it makes it to the movies. You know, box office numbers. Mm-hmm. But you have a metric that you can use to pay people fairly. Right. You know, we'll give you X percentage, mm-hmm. you know, on the back end, as and it'll go higher right. based on Right, as long as use. you hit this. Right. Right. So the next one is no AI ever. Never. I get it. It's scary, but it'll never happen. So, I mean, you're, you're, you're wanting businesses... This is the new technology and the technology of the future. And you want 
these corporations to never have the usage in any capacity whatsoever. I think that's I, not going to happen. Here's the thing. I think obviously they're just going for probably the most extreme so they can negotiate. Sure. I think that there always there needs to be something in the contract that says, you know, there's there's always a human element. Right. I also think we need to look at AI like a tool. Sure. And we've talked about that on the right. last one. And, so, and and it should be used in that for way. For sure. But we should take advantage of right. technology. Right. But you can't you're not gonna stop progress. You know, and you can't you can't look to stop it. You shouldn't people, want to people stop ask, it. Like people ask me when they find out what I do. Mm-hmm. They're like, Well, how do you feel about the AI and, and are you think that's gonna put you out of a job? And I'm like, No. No. Of course not. I'm excited because it gives me another tool in my toolbox. Right. And 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 so if it's nego you know, you should negotiate it that way. Right. But it's just it's just to come to the table with the right. most extreme so they can right. water it but down. But now on so on top of that, yeah. they want a guaranteed X amount of writers in the room. Whether they need it or not. Whether the head writer wants it or not, you have to guarantee X and pay handsomely for X amount of writers in the room See, on I, every I don't, show. I don't like that either because no. it's like, look, if I if I if I'm a showrunner, mm-hmm. right, and I say I, my head writer says I I want five, I need five writers. Well, there needs to be fifteen. Right now, you have ten other voices, like. That's part of the problem right now. Mm-hmm. Why why the media has been so shitty? There's too many there's too many voices, too many conflicting ideas right. and ideologies. Right. And then lastly, so I I, I totally disagree with right. that, and, that and, point. And 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 then to further that, right? Of that number, X amount have guaranteed have to be diversity. So now, yeah, I disagree with that. Whether too. so, whether you're the best, so whether you're qualified or not. So now you may have people. Now you may have an overabundance of people in a room, and people that actually are unqualified to be in that room because you have to hire people it, just it, for a checkbox. Yeah, we're in a really unfortunate time right now because I think once things normalize, mm-hmm. you'll get you'll get that, but well, it'll be all talented people right again you're there's there's diversity in the group that there is right now that that already exists right and you're gonna hire diversity I guess, I because guess, there's a diverse group of people that have these jobs right but i guess what i'm trying to say is that because this is this is this is basically the last five years that all of this has really mm-hmm. started to come about there are very very talented, diverse, you know, writers that mm-hmm. haven't had opportunities because they're minorities. Sure. So I get it. I understand what we're trying to do. Now, that being said, we all agree on the message at this point. Mm-hmm. Right. But what's happening is when you put these when you put these check boxes up, you get idiots that don't belong in the room in the room. Right now. When you know in in twenty years, when everything normalizes, you I I guarantee you'll have fifty percent diversity. Of course, because they're the best for the job. Right, but that's the problem. So you're you're telling you're telling the the studio 
that you hire have, somebody shittier. Right. Hire hire sh- and oh by the way, you're going to have a lot of them because we're going you know because you have to and, have X and, amount and of be, writers but in to that be clear, room. Though that's not saying that any diverse writers are shitty. It's just that when you put it when you put a checkbox like that where you have to have fifty percent diversity, some shitheads are going to squeak through. Right. I mean, again, there are shitty ones and there are shitty white, pe- you know, writers as well. I mean, there are tons of shitty ones. There are probably more shitty white writers than there are diverse. For sure. To be perfectly honest, it's just that's a very scary. You know, that's kind of that. That to me is like the Disney checkbox. Basically, right. they want the Disney checkbox in the contract. Right. And so again, I'm I'm saying again that this that's rumor. Right. This is all hearsay. So, you know. But if if that if there is truth to any of that, then I can see why there is a stalemate going on, and I can see why they're not at the negotiating table at the moment so because the three, that's crazy. The three point like. Again, reality aside, mm-hmm. the three points that I have the most difficulty with are the AI, mm-hmm. the number of writers, and the diversity. Right. And then a fourth would probably be the guaranteed residual. Mm-hmm. Now, I hope for them they can they can morph that into something, you know, that benefits them. You know, I hope they get high residual guarantees based on views and like i said those two points though number of writers and and diverse writers i don't agree with those right but here's the other problem right take the first one where where they don't want you know to be able to in you know get other businesses and and, and incorporate other businesses into theirs so if a company was going out of business and you know Let's say Disney has the ability to buy sure, them. Sure, sure. That's probably an extenuating circumstance. I think it's more well, the way I the way I thought of it is more just that like, hey, we don't want Apple to buy Disney because that would not be good for consumers. Sure. And and you know, and what the FCC and all those will probably, you know, they're the ones that would probably put a stop to that anyway yeah, like, or those maybe, type of things. Maybe Activision got the okay right. to be bought by Microsoft. They let these giant companies. Yeah, but I just don't think that I don't think that you can stop business from happening. Oh, I agree. I, I as I, much as you, you look, maybe want it to be, I don't not think you right. can. It's not good for us. It's not right. I just think that the reality of it is evil corporations are going to cooperate. Right. And I just think though I think that you have to be able to oh yeah they're gonna have to throw that that's probably just in there so they have one they can throw out entirely right more than likely that is because they know that that will never no ever be taken seriously by any corporation you know and that being said you know again i think the corporations are wrong and i think that they should be paying these writers and actors their fair wage for what they're doing but I think that the what the writers are negotiating is a reason to stay shitty. Based upon those rumors, that would keep the writing room to to write the shit that we've been getting and the, the flop after flop after flop because you're you're getting too many people in the room 
and too many people that don't deserve to be in that room yeah, enter- writing entertainment these shows. right now is a mess. That's an absolute mess. It's crazy. I, I mean, you know, and you and I are just sitting here watching the world yep, burn. Absolutely we are. I don't know. All right. With that, let's put this one to bed. Okay. Um, Jim, as always, love having you yeah, come on absolutely. here. Absolutely. Uh, you know, speak the truth. Yes, there we go. Um tell us what you got going on. I am uh Working hard on uh, finishing up uh, inking uh, Chapter 2 of my webcomic Eva, uh, Chapter 1. If anybody's interested, please go to Webtoons and check out Eva Chapter 1, Chapter 2. Again, working hard, hopefully getting that out very soon. All right, guys, so that's Episode 68 of The Corner. You know where we're at. CatalystCrafting.com is the main website. Catalyst Creations NH is the Etsy store. Grooving. Grooving on yep, the Etsy absolutely. store. Doing well. Seeing spread eagle yeah. people up the That's post office. Awesome. That's how good we're doing. Awesome. Um, we're going to be at the Granite State Comic Con in Manchester, New Hampshire from February 15th to the 18th over at the Doubletree uh, Hotel. So if uh, you want to come meet us or, or hang out or get some cool swag that's not available on the store... Uh, come check it out. Uh, we'll be there for all three days. Uh, but what do you guys think? I mean, did you watch Indiana Jones? Are, are you with me where it's kind of a middle of the road indie? Do you think it's trash? Do you think it's a masterpiece? Um, what are your thoughts on Rob Liefeld and Todd McFarlane? Uh, have you seen the Blue Beetle? And where do you fall with the writer's strike? I mean, do you think their demands are reasonable or do you think... Uh, you know they're shooting for the for the stars let us know in the comments all right crew we'll catch you on the next one